how are you? So, I'm thinking you can hear me. Hopefully, it's loud enough, I think. Mm. Mm. All right, I've got a bunch of things to share. Hopefully, again, we'll just quickly make it as short as, as possible, straight to the point. And uh, yeah, to the point. <laughs> Okay, let's pray. So, Father, uh, we come to you today in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we release the word, Father, may it fall on the right soil, those that are ready to receive and run with it. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. And may you bless and bless and bless, deliver um, and pull out of pits and pull us out of pits. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, guys. Okay, so going straight to... Um, the word. So I got about three prophetic words and I'm going to release them in like in succession. So the first prophetic word was there is currently the Lord is sifting. So I saw uh, a vision of a field and it had, um, you know, when wheat is dry, you know how like when, when it's ripe or when it's ready, and the, the, just the ears of the wheat, so everything was ready. And Jesus came, kind of like took uh, just an ear of wheat and smelt it and smiled as if to say it's ready. And I could see there was a harvest coming in this season. So there's a harvest coming in. What I would say to people, um, align yourself. What harvest means? It's like, you know, when um, you're dealing with uh, with grapes, right? And the grapes are ripe and they are exactly where you want them to be. What people do is they harvest the grapes and then they make products out of those grapes. Either you're going to sell the grape as it is, you're going to put it on the wine press and make either juice, wine, whatever you're going to do. So there's products that come out of it. So I sense that in the harvest coming in, 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 in the pressing, in the wine press that's going on, that's going to happen afterwards, there'll be things out of this harvest that we had never seen before in the season. So I saw that it's a literally there's a beginning. We are in the in the beginning of a new era. So uh, whatever was before, we've got to let it go. And especially, I find that especially as Christians that want to move with the Lord, want to move with the Spirit. Most of the time, when people hear this, it's already be saying, "I don't even know what the the last era was," you know. <laughs> So what I, my advice with you is in your life, what the previous season was or what looked like a previous season. If you were you were in a job and then you start sensing that that you the Lord is shifting you, is moving into a different place, is moving you uh, into a, a, a new business, new job, new contracts. Um, and some people, they're moving cities. Some people are either getting married, having children, or some people. So those things, as much as those things are happening uh, in the new season that you're in, there's also what they call them scrolls in heaven that are written about the time you're in. There's things that need to be released in a certain era, in a certain time space. My One of my favorite examples, again, I'll, I'll use Noah, right? And if you look at Noah um, again, so my, um, if you look at Noah, and I'm going to use the example of Noah again later. If you, uh, if you look at Noah, Noah 
um, had his children. He, you know, he was born, he had his kids, had his wife, had all these things. And then started, came a certain shift on the earth. And the Lord said, put your house in order. So what he did is the Lord first judged Noah's house and decided that out of Noah's house, okay, these people are all going to get on the boat. And then Noah, to align himself, what did he do? Is in, okay, in that certain period, mind you, his kids are grown, he's a granddaddy and all of that stuff. Uh, in that period, he had to build an ark, right? And then in that, in alignment with the new season, in the shifting seasons of the Lord, there was a scroll that was released to him, measurements of uh, the ark. He was given wisdom to sort of uh, to, to to build it, and basically where the animals are going to sit, where his family is going to stay, all of those things. He was given the wisdom. He was he was given. He was prepared in the time so that when the harvest, when now the shift is is in is in full cycle, it's been completed. Noah was ready. He was aligned, and then he could move with the season. And the Lord says, you know, when the time was come, He says, now shut yourself in. Until it's such a time, that was that time. And then came a new time where the waters came down and then him as his family could be released and then the animals were released. That's also a season. So this is what we mean when there's new season, new season. We don't necessarily know how to term them, but in the spirit, there's scrolls, there's things that's coming down. As there's a harvest coming in, there's definitely going to be produce coming out of that harvest, whatever God is doing in the season. So I saw that, um, and I heard, get your house in order, as as I used um, Noah as an example, or I used, um, um, no, I could use the last one, but I'm not going to do that now. But as I use Noah as an example. So before, before in the beginning, I'd used a word about the time of the Gentiles coming to an end. And there's going to be, just like the Lord said, that there will be time for uh, the Jews now, again, when he's, he's going back to the Jews, where they will be ministered to. Um, um, from what I understand from the book of Revelation, it will be the two witnesses. Uh, everybody, Moses or Moses and Elijah coming back in the spirit to come and um, and minister to them. So we are now coming to the end. So the Lord then said, since the time of the Gentiles is coming to an end, that he is basically the, the judgment coming in the house of the Lord first. Okay, so how do I describe what I saw? So it's judgment in the house of the Lord before there's judgment on the world. The judgment of the house of the Lord, this is where the Lord says that I am going to uh, remove the goats from the sheep. He's going to do that. So that process is first going to start in the church where we are uh, where you've got the goats and the sheep. We're all saying, as Jesus says, people will come to me saying, Lord, 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 and the Lord will say that, but I don't know you, right? So we are basically going to be moving that on the earth. I suspect that there's prep, obviously, for whatever Jesus is doing for the season. Um, I only move with what he tells me or what he shares with me, but there's prep. So you will see almost immediately the sons of God being manifested in 
in a, in a almost like succession. You know what I mean? Or you're looking at this one and there's another one, there's another one, there's another one. And mind you, the people that are being released are also unaware of what is happening. They're just moving with the voice of the Lord. So it will look totally strange because uh, it's almost like... Um, like, like I said, it's almost like it feels like the judgment is on the, the church itself. So there's going to be people that are trying, they're going to try to keep the era of their churches still in play. And, um, you know, our, my advice on that, don't be led by that. Be led by the spirit of the Lord, because those that are led by the spirit are ones that are known to be the sons of God, not to those that are trying to keep errors, trying to keep buildings still important or relevant. And we are almost in a place where not, not now, if, if you're trying to kind of look at that time, how wonderful it was at that time, you really enjoyed it. Ask the Lord to give you a heart for the time that he has now so that you're not left behind. Because there's a, a definite sword that's coming against lukewarmness on the church. And the reason why is because there's such a cry on the earth um, for righteousness. And there's, we as the church in, in, in so many places that we've actually missed the Lord. And I, I feel like I said that almost like the time of grace is, is actually kind of moving away. Now we, we're nearing the end of the period of the time of grace. So this is what I said, uh, well, this is what was said, sorry. And that's what I'm going to release. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. The next one is judgment against lukewarmness. So now in the, in the, in the book of revelations, the Lord says that in our, the last age, is that people are so lukewarm, you neither hot nor cold, and he's going to spit us out, right? And, you know, it's interesting. So if you, if we, if we are seeing that, like, okay, so I'm really trying to word it in such a way that, you know, we all can understand it um, without sounding too, you know, um, Okay, so let me just start like this. Okay, so the word of God, right? The book of God is one. And in the in in um we struggle as Christians to explain to people that God is the same, but because we always think, oh, it's just the New Testament we're looking at and not the Old Testament and all these things. So firstly, Old Testament, there was a lot of stuff that required sacrifice for the atonement of sin. But now all of that has been fulfilled in Jesus. The atonement of sin is fulfilled in Jesus. That means we don't have to sacrifice doves anymore. We don't have to do the uh, the fat of rams horn, uh, uh, sorry, the fat of rams and all of, all of those processes uh, uh, to to wash our consciences, to our consciousness, to uh, to pray for families and all of that stuff. So firstly, that's why there isn't sacrifice anymore because Jesus was the sacrifice of the lamb uh, or the lamb that was without blemish. That's the one. If, if you look into in, in Colossians 2 verse 14, in particular, uh, where it says, this is the fulfillment of the law and the legality of the sin. So because sin has a legal right. 
So when you read the laws, especially in the book of Exodus and Leviticus, all those things are still true, right? But then um, what's happening is because we can't fulfill them, um, it's virtually like some of the things if you read, um, really they can't be, I could, I could throw it in your face to make myself like uh, learn it. But in truth, what I'm walking out, I can only walk out the, out of the, the book of Acts when the, you know, disciples came together and the Lord said, don't yoke the Gentiles with the Jewish rituals right? Don't yoke them with that. Just tell them to come out of idolatry. So a lot of Gentiles, that's why the Lord is saying the time of Gentiles is coming to an end because um, we, like we as Gentiles, those that have been grafted in, we've been given the word. So the Lord is almost like uh, word for word instructing us how to come out pull out the altars, stop eating food uh, that has been sacrificed to various gods, um, you know, paraphernalia, stop going to soothsayers if that's the rituals of your family, come and trust me, uh, call me, call unto my name, uh, learn to speak to me, learn to come and submit under uh, my yoke and because my yoke is lighter and you know what I mean, those things. So there's things that God instructs us even as children of Gentiles, like, I, I don't know about anybody else. I'm not speaking for anybody else, but I know for sure um, as full-blown African uh, coming from African bloodlines and the things I could tell you that like we're coming from different types of bloodlines in my family. There's There were some that were Christians. There were some that were mediums. There were some that were spirit, like they were into spiritual stuff and there were spiritualists and were guides. And, and this is on both sides of the family, both on my mom and dad's side of the family. And then when we look further back, like not even far, sometimes like third generation, when we look at uh, third generation, then there's stuff with a kingship, the stuff that kings were doing, uh, especially on my dad's side, there's kind of kingship stuff that was happening. And when you look at the dedication and rituals that were involved, it was all idolatry. So... Um, he's when he now is talking to us, is talking to you and me, he's talking to um, about how to come out of certain practices and norms and rituals. He's not telling you come in and then, you know, be yoked into something that you don't understand. What he's saying, be yoked to Jesus. The Lord then is going to restore your identity because in some of the rituals, all these things that are written, if you, especially if you read in the book of Leviticus, there's some things that in families that were practiced for rituals, like uh, stuff would be passed on within families. So families maybe would marry within, you'd marry your, your brother, your half-brother, your, your siblings, or the mom would marry the son, the father would marry their daughter. These things would happen. And the Lord is speaking against those things. He's saying, these things are, are not good. These things are evil. So, and all for that, those things were happening for spiritual power, like something that a covenant that was made uh, in, in the spirit with, uh, with demons. And then these things happen. So on, from my culture, I understand why some of the things the Lord says, because we, we, you know, even now, sometimes when we discuss with, uh, the, you know, with some of the ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about like some of the rituals that 
are are in families and some of the covenants that are there and we sit and we're like really we wouldn't have known any better if if Jesus's word hadn't come and set the standard for us and I don't mean that oh uh women should wear that women <laughs> women shouldn't wear that now because that's we don't even care about what women should wear what men should wear what uh what wool and stuff must be mixed no we actually now care more about the soul what's inside jesus says that it's not what matters what you're wearing you know what's on the outside is what's inside and a lot of the times we hide what's inside and then we have an appearance of holiness on the outside. So when the word of God reads you and it says, okay, look here, this is what I'm saying about the situation. In the book of Timothy, Timothy says, rightly dividing the word of Christ. It is a sword. Let him deal with stuff that's inside, especially when it comes to lukewarmness, where you are not sure where you stand with God, because some of, uh, you know, some of the rituals or some of the worldly things seem correct. Some of the, and yes, we can all talk about churches. Everybody's got an experience about what someone so a church did, but most of the time, I don't hear people telling me their experience with Holy Spirit, what relationship they have with Jesus. You can't. No man is a mediator. None of us on this earth are mediators between you and God. And the reason why I say that is that when you are judged, when you're standing in front of God when you, and he's speaking to you about your life, he doesn't put me next to you. And then and you can say, but she said, but you know, he doesn't say that. He's going to ask you with the grace that you've been given, with the talents that you've been given, with the time that you were given, what did you do with it? It will be for you to answer. I will have to answer for the things that I've done with the time and grace and gifts that he's given me. What have I done with it? So when I speak of, again, the, the, the almost like the judgment that's coming right now, it is really a division between the sons of God and the goats. So, and especially in lukewarmness, um, it's being a goat to be lukewarm, it's just to chill. Again, um, I would say in honesty, the, the spirit of the Lord has been poured out right now it's been put out in this age i i would say pray and really truly ask for a revelation of jesus christ by faith ask him cry out to god you know really cry out to him in the name of jesus honestly he really is answering he's really answering a lot of prayers right now so actually so moving on look what this is not so what is happening now as the church again, so when we read some of the, like the word of God and we, when somebody shares it, like, especially like, you know, someone will say like, no, it's not good to prophesy biblically or people will be like, oh, this is unloving. There's so many judgments in the word of God. Are we saying that God is unloving? Are we saying that his word is not full of grace? Every time we share these words, like I keep hearing people, you know, when they want to say something to suit or to soothe their walk. No, the Lord is a God of justice. 
and righteousness. These really are the pillars of his throne. And, and that's that. So when he speaks a judgment over a situation, you know what I mean? He's saying to you, there is a righteous way of doing this. There's, if you are lukewarm, there's a right way of walking in Christ. You are. You should either be hot or cold for him. Don't sit there and be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm on the fence. You know, I'm going to say yes, just in case I die. You know, at least, you know, I've been going to church. I've been paying my tithes. And then also, um, I'm not really going to get involved with the conspiracy side of the Christ, of the church, you know, because, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give myself a headache as long as I am doing good. What is good? And the Lord is telling you this, there's certain things that are, and if you read what, if there's certain things that he expects of us from his heart. So if you want to look at um, um, where you see God's heart, really, Isaiah 58 uh, and Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. I always speak of Isaiah 61, obviously. That is literally the foundation of what we're doing is that he's come to uh, to heal the broken heart, but also to build up walls, foundations in the cities because we are all broken and we don't know how to move forward. We are actually almost like dysfunctional at every level right now. And the Lord is saying in his judgments that he can heal you. He can bring you into alignment with the kingdom of God. All you have to do is submit and come to him, submit him, submit to the Lord. So now what submitting is, guys, it's not you going to bow down at a prophet on your knees and, you know, no, that's, that's not what I'm asking you to do. Not even asking you to go chase a spiritual husband, uh, sorry, a spiritual, spiritual prophet or a spiritual, no, no, a spiritual father or a spiritual mother. I'm not asking you to go look for those things. Do you know what submittance is? Submitting is when we submit to Jesus and the word of God, When even when it feels like it's sitting here, it's uncomfortable. It feels like hot coals are on top of your head. You know, then say, Lord, okay, what's wrong with me? How do I step back? And you assess what's going on with me. Please deal with my heart. David says, Lord, give me a new heart and give me a right spirit. He didn't go to no prophet or some priest in the temple for that. He prayed there. Similar with Hezekiah. You know, he didn't go, a prophet came to tell me you're going to die. He didn't sit there, okay, prophet, pray for me. And then went like this to Isaiah. No, he didn't. He said, okay, thank you, went and prayed, went to the Lord and cried out, said, ah, no, God, no, please, please deliver me from death. So you and I can do this. We, the Lord says that we can boldly step into his throne now since the veil has been torn. So guys, I'm really encouraging because we're going to see more, especially more discouraging things about churches, like like more i mean we haven't even touched the surface uh about the things that but it doesn't mean god is not real it just means judgment has come upon the house of the lord before it goes into the world so for us as people that are seeing in the spirit this is an excellent time because i would say quickly get in alignment because it means that god is doing something he's sifting right? This is a good time for us, for those that really want Christ to say, oh, sure, God, I, I honestly thought this was right. 
oh so it is wrong oh okay i thank you thank you for for showing me thank you for coming through um i'm and it's in all churches i'm not just saying whatever you call it you can be denominational non-denominational i don't care what you what your heading is um under your building but the lord is coming and not he's here he's already doing the work he really is so we will hear more disparaging things but i'm giving you a word of comfort that it is as god has spoken in his word if you read again in the book of revelations 2 when he's speaking of judgments against certain churches the uh, church of corinth and church of ephesus when he was speaking judgment over them what did he say the things that he would say right and then my my the part that really speaks to me when he says i will take your lampstand i'm taking your lampstand because of such and such so we are actually literally um seeing this form of judgment within the churches right now so and it's like i said in seasons we don't necessarily know why god is doing it now exactly but as i said i saw harvest come in so in this judgment there's definitely those that are his that he's uh is going to use mightily and then those that you know i mean it feels like oh god you have forsaken me i thought i was doing your will now this is your time to repent to say god okay if i messed up i'm sorry don't be prideful about it don't wait till you and your deathbed now you've been taken away because you've been stubborn don't do that because you, you're losing the time use your time wisely right so you say god i i made a mistake i see that i see that actually i was not in alignment this i was doing my own thing i was leading myself please deliver me please help me like let me not lose you you know david cries out says oh whatever happens lord do not let do not take your holy spirit away from me let that be our cry as the lord is dealing with our hearts in our season in this season that okay i've made i've made bad decisions i was not led by a spirit here i was led maybe by greed i was led by perversion here i can see you know the spirit of jezebel had come in which i actually want to talk about quickly as well i think i've said stuff about the spirit of jezebel the spirit of jezebel is actually leviathan jezebel was the person i say this again because people just put that on women like oh she's a jezebel it's a spirit the spirit of leviathan you see it on other men functioning under the same spirit throughout scripture as well um who's that guy that killed i forgot his name now um the one that killed his brothers uh gideon's son the one that killed after his dad died killed everybody so he could be, that's leviathan that guy was functioning even before jezebel came you see it in the book of judges he was functioning that's 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 straight up leviathan that's what they do create discord um there's bloodshed do wicked things they quite they're quick to do wicked things lying tongue as well um that's it that's that's leviathan so the spirit behind jezebel was leviathan but because you know sometimes people don't understand so you'll just say just jezebel so currently if you've been working and you've been in covenant with leviathan you know you've been creating discord amongst your brethren you can repent and you know you've been the holy spirit has been calling you out on this go repent there's please repent 
Change your mind, change your attitude, change your behavior. This is what repentance means. Change your path, you know, because that is a path to destruction straight up. The Lord says those things he hates, he says he hates them. For you to continue in a hateful path, right? That's not of the Lord. What happens? That's a path of destruction. Right. So anyways, guys, I am going to bless you. And also he says to read Second Timothy 3, 5. Right. Let me let me read it for us in the King James Version. I thought that I had, uh, you know, with these apps, as soon as you put it on. Um, the thing is, I would read it in my. Uh, Bible by like it's a CSB uh, CSB CSB and sometimes they translations are different here and there okay here it is three five having oh here it is having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away so that's what lukewarmness is having uh, literally on the outside like I could give I could easily throw you a Deuteronomy now the book of Deuteronomy 25 um, uh, verse 22 sorry Deuteronomy 22 saying okay uh, women so women must not dress like men right I could easily dress like a woman but within this evil you know what you think is godly I'm obeying the word of God but inside is vile we can, people are literally playing that game right now. We are in a place of serious religion, um, serious lukewarmness. It's it's dangerous. Having almost like the Pharisees, the Pharisees had a wonderful attire of holiness uh, and the Lord called them whitewashed tombs or whitewashed walls, sorry, whitewashed walls. They called them whitewashed walls. So guys, I am blessing you. And as usual, <laughs> yes. The words he gives me are not always nice for the itching ear. But I I am excited for this season. Um, as much as it's going to feel like it's seriously a terrible shaking, um, it's producing, guys, one of the, the best fruits we've seen, actually, in a long, long time. We first had to deal with the shaking and the pressing. Oh, God, the shaking was, for me, the worst because um, I'm from South Africa. Like, for the past few years, we've just had to deal with false prophets uh, coming from out of our ears. Ask someone, tell someone, they're not on television, literally out of our ears. It got to a point where I remember sitting down with a few ladies and we were asking ourselves, what have we done wrong? Where did we go wrong to to literally have this this kind of influx? What happened? And the Lord basically said, you stop praying. You're not asking for discernment. You're not looking at my word. You're looking to man. And truly, people were looking to man. Really, we've been, we've been, yeah, we've been lost in that. So again, if you've made man um, your idol, you've worshipped man, you've had a fear of man, because the Lord says, cursed is those that trust in the flesh of man, right? 
It says things like that. And so if, if you've done those things, again, repent. Go confess that to the Lord. Repent and ask him to forgive you. Ask him to deliver you from such a thing. Guys, people doing evil under the name of Jesus is not God's will. The more I speak this, the more I feel like I have to continue speaking it so that somehow someone hears me. It is not God's will. You are dealing with the criminal. You are dealing with someone that's coming to steal from you, like dealing with the spirit that comes to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. This is not how God works. So again, because we're not reading our Bibles, we are not discerning. We are trusting man. We're not trusting God. So may the Lord bless you. Uh, may he keep you uh, and really cause his face to shine upon you. And I'm really praying for the spirit of conviction, Holy Spirit, to just come in and really raise up the standard as he said he would. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Thank you for listening.